Fantasy Football Season. This is the Whiskey Dicks Podcast. I am your host, Zach. As always, I am joined by Josh. Fantasy Football is tomorrow. Are, are you ready? Oh, I am pumped. I cannot wait. It's going to be a it's going to be a hell of a season. I mean, what also can't wait is the match of the year. And yeah. Clearly, the schedule was made by people who are aware that it's COVID times and nothing is guaranteed. So they just put the marquee matchup week one. That's right. I mean, normally we're at the end of the season. It's it's, but it's the matchup that everyone wants to make sure they get in, and it's it's me versus you. It's it's the best against the best, and uh, you know this is a great way to start off the year. I, I I can't wait. I just think it's a great move by the schedulers to not to deprive any of the any of the hardcore fans out there, the people who really live for this game in particular. I'm just glad they're going to get to see it. Both both uh, both teams, full force, full strength, early going at it. We've been in this league for a long time using this. They they know who the, the real players are and uh they want to make sure that they don't miss out on something like this. I mean, this is what this is where they get all their revenue, Zach. This is where they they sell all their tickets, they make all their money off commercials. Me versus you is is how is how they stay in business. So yeah, pretty much. It's like it's like having the Dallas Cowboys be able to play the Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. On Thanksgiving Day. On on Thanksgiving Day. But uh, inaugural kind of podcast of the year, we'll do our, our weekly breakdown as always, where we'll go through the matchups. Uh, hopefully we'll have Alan as a guest here. He's going to give some hot takes on our draft board, although rumor has it he basically drafted for Josh anyways. Um, and, then we'll, and then we'll really just get into it. Uh, thoughts post-draft here, Josh. Do you care to address those, those accusations? I'll confirm that rumor now. He definitely drafted my entire team. Uh, I was too busy uh, drinking and enjoying the lake. Uh, I basically gave up after uh, after the first pick. After you guys let me get Alvin Kamara, I said, all right, game over. Uh, anybody else want to take a turn? And uh, so I think Allen drafted uh, the first or the next six picks. And then I think Kirby got in there at some point. And, uh, you know, I think we let Nina wrap it up. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, my, my team's locked and loaded. That, that I mean, that would make sense why the end of your draft ended so well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the best team I've ever had. Overall in the draft, I mean, it's first time in a long time that the majority of people haven't been in person. It was all online. It definitely had a weird feel to it. Uh, uh, hopefully we don't have to do that again and we can get more people in next year. But uh, I, uh, I, of course, miss the, the camaraderie. Uh, but I, you know, I love the shit talking aspect to things and... Uh, I at least got one dig in at Alex, so I was I was content with that, and I'm I'm pretty sure there were there was more than one dig thrown at me as well. So yeah, that was fun, but yeah, it didn't quite have the same feel for it. This really, this entire off season hasn't had the same feel for it. Um, yeah. I know that this year of all years, I I mean, this was the least amount of research I even put in, which honestly I might do forever if it goes like the way that this one went. Your draft was no worse than it normally is. So. Well, and that was the thing, right? So like. That was kind of my my thought. Even going into last year, I did less research because it's like, why put in so many hours only to have an average draft? Like, it, it just didn't ever felt like it was really that good. And um, I think a lot of times when you get a lot of resources and a lot of information, you tend to overthink things or you you run 100 mock drafts. And so you think this person's going to be there when he's not. And uh it was refreshing to not have any of that knowledge going in and taking people who I wanted when. And uh, I, sh- I don't know. 
I don't know if this is how everyone else drafts, and maybe I'm the idiot who overthinks and does dumb stuff, um, but it's probably going to be my strategy the rest of my life, um, depending on how this pans out. Yeah, I would I would like to think doing research helps you, but, I mean, we'll see, because this is, is wide open this year in my mind. I don't... I. Maybe props to everyone, even the people who had auto draft or something, but I think it's because I don't know what's going on. All for the most part, all the teams look pretty good. So I was thinking about this too, um, on the way actually driving after I picked up my whiskey. I was thinking about I think one of the reasons why the teams look better this year is because I don't think there is as many hurt players going into the regular season. Like I think there are less injuries because there were no preseason games and because there were there are still guys banged up, don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I'm with you. I think a lot of teams kind of look really good. Like there's a lot of well-rounded teams out there or at least could be have the potential to be really good. Um and I I I couldn't put my finger on it, but I, I that's the only thing I can chalk it up to is there haven't been the the camp ACL tears from uh, Jarek McKinnon from a couple years ago, or uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Lamar Miller uh, recently, I think Joe had him one year that we drafted at your house, and he literally died the day of the draft. Um, certain things like that that I think we were avoided that maybe help everyone's team look a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just started seeing it this week as, as teams are really ramping up. All of a sudden, out creeps the so-and-so is limited at practice. So-and-so right, <laughs> right. It's like, oh, shit, you know what? Maybe all these players should hold out all off season because shit, that's when everybody gets hurt. That's when there's, like you said, all the uncertainty in draft. Oh, so-and-so is banged up all off season. Is he going to have his job or not? So, yeah, I don't know. It was definitely, definitely interesting going through the draft. And I don't know how hard you've looked at other people's teams as opposed to your own or anything like that. Charlie put up a poll, uh, asking if, if anybody had some, some big, uh, yikers in the chat. Uh, for those draft picks, one of your players was on the list, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. What I mean, what are your thoughts on that, and who do you think should have replaced him? What what's a what's a different pick that you saw that you thought was that was actually worthy of being on that on that? So poll? I think that my pick was fine when I did it. Um, I did it. I again, I didn't do any research. I didn't see where he was getting uh, drafted. Uh, so I, I knew I wanted him. I didn't know exactly what round you, me and Alan did that one early pod mock and he, I think went in the fifth. So that was kind of like the floor. Uh, and I grabbed him in the fourth cause I wanted him. Um, I think it's interesting. I feel like I always have a player on there at least once a year, but I will say after, uh, after the poll, after lo- looking into it a little bit more, I thought it was interesting. He was ESPN's consensus 34th running back off the board. Um, with uh, one person having him as high as 27 and one person having him as low as 40. And I took him as the 27th running back off the board. So it really was slightly out of range from his ADP from ESPN's consensus and ESPN or whatever. But um, I think he's going to have a good year. I don't regret the pick. I didn't look at anybody else and say, ooh, I really wanted him or ooh, I really you know, could have gotten this there. Um, if anything, it told me maybe I could have waited around because apparently no one thought he was going there, but uh, yeah. I'm I'm fine with it. I got the guy I wanted, so I have no regrets. Yeah. Um, to, to me, as someone who I voted for that pick is the biggest yikes. For me, it was just a matter of uh, it's, it's a rookie coming into this season, so he doesn't get the camps. He doesn't get those kind of continuity uh, reps to just kind of get more integrated into the system. It's more a little rushed. And also, like, Mark Ingram was still on the board. I, and I just think whether you think JK will take it over and uh, by the end or not, I think it's at least marks up front, whether they want to say it's a one, a one B scenario. Um, and barring a Mark Ingram injury, it's not like he's going to go away. Even if JK takes the one a from him, he, Mark Ingram's still plenty featured. Um, I think both can have a lot of success. It's a good offense, but I was just more perplexed at how he went over Mark Ingram, who was like, Man, I think he was like an RB8 last year. He was something, he was still really high. Sure. Is there another pick that you saw that you would have put in place of that? I mean, uh, okay, so again, I like JK. So if I, if you tell me I could have got him in round five, and then who would I have wanted to take instead? 
I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the guys that came off the board there. Uh, you took Antonio Gibson um, with the first pick of the fourth round. Uh, another rookie running back on arguably a way worse offense. Um, uh, not to say that. Not he, arguably way worse. It not, is. Well, you know, I'm being nice when I say that. But, uh, you know, Raheem Mostert is in a crowded backfield. Um, Leonard Fournette just signed with Tampa Bay uh, a couple, like a week before. Um, so those were the three running backs that went ahead of him. And Cam Akers uh, went behind him. Uh, Mark Ingram went behind him in round five. Uh, James White was in round five. David Montgomery's in round five. So, again, I mean, at the running back position, I don't think I listed anybody where I was like, oh, man, like, I can't believe I missed out on him. If I mean, sure, if I could have got JK in round five and I would have known that, then, yeah, I probably would have went receiver uh, and would have taken somebody. But um, there's, there's absolutely no regrets. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I can live with that, but there's definitely no regrets with that pick. Well, I mean, a common theme in our our league here is you can't if you show regret, that's when we'll bury you. So <laughs> wait, I'm just glad you're putting on a brave face. Here. That's well, you know, I'm trying to think of any pick that I was like, ooh, I really regret that. And you're right. I think since being in the league, I can't think. Well, maybe it's because I have a, a short term memory loss in terms of bad picks. I'm I'm sure I've had some bad ones, but uh, I can't wait, man. I can't wait for week one. I want to see what J.K. can do. Maybe I'm wrong and Mark Ingram gets 25 carries, 100 yards, and three touchdowns. But uh, if that's the case, you guys will uh, – it'll, it'll be a fun year. Yeah. I mean, just speaking of picks that I think if I would have taken, I would have regretted, uh, probably Jordy Howie on the Dolphins, just literally because of the player I named and the team that I named. It, it could put up points, but it's going to be ugly. I'm pretty positive Alex probably drafted that and was like, I hate myself. but. It's his fourth running back. You're just trying to get anything out of it. Uh, ugly picks like that always make me feel bad. I did like I took Latavius Murray and Matt Breida, another Miami running back. I don't like them, but I'm just uh-huh. hoping that they're there and they have utility and stuff like that. But yeah, I think and and I you guys know I made it very clear about about the pick in round three with uh, David Johnson uh, and Alex. Um, and it honestly, if I could be very wrong about this if he is first half of the season David Johnson. But uh, I don't know if that's the case. So that, that to me, was the biggest... Uh, that man's ugh. washed. That man's uh, bad. That man's well, washed. Well, you and I talked about it even at the end of last season because you were interested in trading for him, and I think we both watched the same oh. game. And yeah, I mean, I was at the point in the season I was super desperate times. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? He's coming back from injury. Let He's me coming back. You know, how's he going like, to look? I'll, I'll trade for him right now. And you said no, because he was a high pick for you. Right. And then you got to see him that week. And you're like, you still want to do that trade? And I said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I Because it, it was. It was, uh, he was. He was hurt. And then he said he was healthy. And then he got like five carries for two yards and just looked so slow. And then he like eventually got kind of phased out of the offense. And he was like tweeting like, well, you know, like, what the heck? I'm healthy. I'm like, dude, if you think you're healthy, if this is your new norm, healthy, you can't play football anymore. So exactly. that was alarming. But again, the Texans traded for him. Maybe he truly is healthy now. Maybe his back is a lot better. I have no idea. Uh, and I could be very wrong. If, if David Johnson is David Johnson first half of the year, Alex got a steal. Um, got a got a talented running back who can catch the ball. He's going to be a PPR threat. Uh even though Duke Johnson's there, he's going to be able to do some things. But if he's the washed guy that you and I saw at the end of last year, uh, I think that one's going to haunt a lot of uh, haunt Alex or, and whoever Alex trades him to, because let's be honest, he's not going to keep anybody on his team. No, no, no definitely not. Which is like good for him. All he mm-hmm. needs is one good week before he can shop him off. Already made a trade. We should probably address that. Usually we have our things in order and we address those at the, at the top of the pod. But yeah, there was a trade, Ben and, uh, and Alex, it was James White for Keenan Allen, straight up. Any gut thoughts from you on that one? For me personally, I thought it was worth it for both of them. So I thought Alex clearly won the trade. And I actually had some inside info that I'll go ahead and spill on the podcast. Um, I was uh, driving through Columbus. I stopped in to see Alex and Bree for an hour or so. And we did get to talk about it. And uh, Ben did not mean to send that trade. Um, I guess he thought he was trading ironically for David Johnson, uh, 
instead of James White. Somehow he hit the wrong running back, uh, but it was out there for a very long time, and he never corrected it. Alex went and accepted it, uh, and then Ben asked to take it back and then didn't, and then asked to take it back again. He was a little wishy-washy, didn't feel good about it. Uh, but Alex was like, listen, dude, like you've, you've gone back and forth a couple times now. I'm keeping it as is. And uh, so there's that uh, breaking news, insider info, um, me reporting from the streets yeah, that uh, feels on the scene. Ben did not want to make that trade, um, but I think he thinks it's okay. I mean, it still could work out for him in his favor, especially because you and I believe that David Johnson's washed. Uh, I personally was very high on James White. And before Alex picked him, he was taking fucking eons to make that pick. And I jokingly said, like, I'll trade up for you because that's who I was going to take was James White. Hmm. I I think the running back situation there is murky, but the only constant is James White. He was very good, very consistent last year, especially for half point PPR. Yeah. Um, and I don't see how that would be any different. Cam Newton is really good at dinking and dunking the running backs. We saw him do it with Christian McCaffrey for a little bit. I think he's going to have to be used because the wide receivers there are garbage. And Julian Edelman is old now. So I don't know how much they can really rely on him to do like a full workload. I think James White is good. Uh, I Now, don't get me wrong. I think Keenan Allen's going to be used a lot because he just fucking has to be. That team's right. garbage. and They'll probably be behind. But uh, it's more that I'm a little high on James White. Less that I think that Keenan Allen is is that much better than him. But they yeah. also went very close. One was four nine, one was five two, uh, in rounds wise. So there was only six picks separating them. Pretty close overall. Both offenses, there are a lot of questions. And uh I'm excited. Like you said, it could be a very even trade in the long run, the grand scheme of things. Uh Ben def- definitely need running backs. I have no idea. I mean, I know he was auto-drafting. I know it was kind of a uh, – wasn't quite as thought out as, you know, he put his rankings up there, and I don't think he realized how many running backs would go so early and uh, how many oh, yeah. receivers would be available. I mean, but Props to Ben for putting out rankings, but it does suck that, holy shit, you didn't – the running backs weren't listed high enough. Yeah, yeah. They needed, they needed to be much higher or at least – Boy, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what he did or what rankings he was even pulling from because he got some wild fucking picks in there. Or maybe that was a strategy all along. Maybe he punted it so that he could RB get zero. four RB, quality RB receivers. Negative and, four. Yeah, four quality receivers and Pat Mahomes. Well, well, we'll get to his team. Like we'll get to every team. Sure. Because as always, we will go into the matchup breakdown. The first matchup that we will go into is the French Fresh Prince of Hell Air, Michael George to Washington fantasy football team, Ryan Lachey, uh, straight off the bat, Michael George saw that name probably on Reddit or ESPN and Ryan Lachey with the fucking most Ryan Lachey team name of all time. <laughs> Just what a, what a phone in vanilla ice cream job on that one. I hate it. Couldn't agree more on either it's, of it's, those takes. Uh, I love, love I, that you called him out sure on it. Cause MG's yeah. team name, Fresh Prince of Hell Air, is like one of 25,000. Yeah. That, as so many people are going to have that name. Uh-huh. I honestly, Ryan, Ryan's might be one of one because it's that bad. <laughs> he, like, because those people get kicked out of their league for having names like that. Um, but give me a hot take. What's the first thing you're seeing in this matchup? Uh, rookie running backs pop out at me. So that's kind of cool to see. One uh, one I like far more than the other. Jonathan um, Taylor, why I like him as a prospect and and what he might be for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't even think he's the starter week one, is he? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm guessing Marlon Mack probably is the starter. Um, I feel like me and you differ on on how we take running backs because like that doesn't necessarily bother me. I I Jonathan Taylor had a very productive uh, career at Wisconsin. He's a very talented running back. Um, and yeah, he may not be the starter. It, I don't know. It necessarily means he's not doing or not going to be, uh, you know, given the ball very much or anything like that. I think it's going to be more game script based. Uh, they're taking on Jacksonville, so they may, it may be a little bit more run heavy. Uh, I don't know if that means with Marlon Mack, maybe with a combination of them and Taylor, uh, cause I don't think Jacksonville is very good. Um, so I, I think the Colts will win that game, keep the ball on the ground. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I like rookie running backs. I think they come in and do a pretty good job. 
Um, I mean, I like rookie running backs, but when I know it's there, when I know it's their offense, like a Josh Jacob of last year, Clyde Edwards Hilaire of this year, they have a really good track record. But that's like, they come in and there's no one in front of them. But I mean, that's like saying you like running backs. That's you just like running backs where the bell cow, whether they're a rookie or whether they're a veteran. And I get that. That's the safest way to play it. But there are still really good splits with with running backs. Like there's there's really good opportunity there with guys who, yeah, they might have to share some carries, but it doesn't mean they're not going to have really good years. Um, I mean, there is one more rookie running back that we haven't brought up yet. Yeah, Zach Moss, Moss, which, again, like, you know, he's – I think he brings a different style. I have Devin Singletary, so I'm hoping Devin Singletary can get the fumbles uh, in control from what I heard during his training camp. And and, uh, Zach is a rookie, but I think he brings a different style. He's a little bit more physical, and that's – I think he's going to be fine. I think Buffalo needs to run the ball uh, or keep it short because I think Josh Allen is a bad quarterback. I think he's okay. Uh, I think the Jets are a good matchup. They're they're uh, I think predicted to finish terribly this year. Maybe maybe worse than Jacksonville. Who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a good point. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's trash. It was a bad pick. Zach Moss probably better. So yeah, <laughs> so far I'm with you. I'm right there. Anyway, uh, I love the Adam Thielen versus Stephon Diggs uh, matchup. I like that. Oh, just yeah. just on its premise of used to be teammates, now they're ones on their own teams, and uh, they both have, I think, pretty decent matchups. Uh, I don't know what Green Bay secondary. Again, I just talked about how bad the Jets are going to be. I think the biggest thing for Stephon Diggs is can Josh Allen be accurate with the football? Because if he can, Stephon's going to have a fine year. Um, yeah, Stephon will be open. Just depends on if he gets it. Yeah, 100%. Um, the tight end matchup looks very good. Uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously a beast, but Hunter Henry gets the Bengals, so that's like a that's like a boost. That's an upgrade uh, to anyone. And uh, I don't know, man. I this is a this is a battle. I I don't like Roethlisberger. I think I've made that pretty clear. I think he's uh, I don't know. I think he's washed. I, you can blame the injury all you want for him being bad, but he doesn't. He just doesn't strike me as a guy who has it anymore. Um, I like Dak a lot more. I like his weapons. Uh, so I, I like Dak there. But the running backs seem pretty evenly matched to me. Uh, slightly going to uh, Fresh Prince of Hell Air only. I feel like calling that evenly matched is a hot take. I don't. I mean, I've, I've vocalized my, my like of Nick Chubb. Um, I was a fan of him. I guess uh, Zach I, Moss technically gets lumped in there, but if I'm looking at those two, Hilaire and Connor, healthy week one versus Nick Chubb against tough Baltimore and Jonathan Taylor, who I don't think is technically getting the start. Well, yeah, I mean, look, they're healthy. I, I, think, I think people heard me during the draft. Not a fan of Ryan's draft. <laughs> I, I wasn't exactly singing his praises. <laughs> I, I don't know that I heard you, uh, actually, so that's actually funny to me. Um, yeah, Ryan, you suck. But uh, anyway, yeah. um, no, I don't. I don't think Ryan's team's terrible. I just don't. I. I don't think it's going to beat Michael George, even though they're projected. I think Michael George. I like Michael George's quarterback over him. I think I'll, even if I call the running backs a washed, uh, I think uh, Hunter Henry's going to have a better day uh, against the Bengals just because it's the Bengals. I just I just like his matchups a lot more. Um, Michael Hardman's a, a a guy that if he has a game, if he has a big game, Michael George wins. Really, I think I that's mean, the, honestly, I I would say that he would switch someone else's in, but the rosters have locked. So rosters are locked. You cannot change them. Yeah, that's I that's a bad MG, break. Definitely some other guys that that might get the nod potentially this week over a Zach Morris or a Mikol if he's switching around his flexes. Uh, Sonny Michelle, I think, is on pace to be the starting running back and. I know Damian Harris is out, and and the, the other two are James White and Rex Burkhead. So yeah, why is Ryan going with Ben Roethlisberger over Ben going with uh, the Giants? What? Might be good for fantasy, but they're not good for having a winning record because they're going to be giving up some points. So right, it doesn't matter though. Ryan fucked up, and he's going to lose this week. There's just uh, he's just his team's not for me. I don't think it's that bad, but. I love ganging up on Ryan as much as the next guy. So fuck you, Ryan. Your team's trash. Who are we trying to woo here? Um, yeah. We, uh, this, is, this is 2020. We're out for blood. Yeah. 
we we aren't we've never held back. We're not going to hold back now, Ryan. You suck, trash All ass right. team, Ryan. Yeah, uh, MG's going to walk away with this. It'll probably be uh, Ryan Lachey Barn Burner fifty to forty. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll move on uh, to the two teams that have already traded. Is this like collusion? What happened here? Is this win trading? Um, Alex Crouch or the East India Trading Company versus RB One Who? When's the draft, Ben, with the fucking sentence as a team name is always garbage names consistently. Uh, Alex, big fan, East India Trading Company. Don't know where you came up with it or if someone gave it to you. But if they did, that guy, whoo, IQ off the chart. That guy must be brilliant because that's a creative name. Some really good stuff. No comment on any of that. Josh, I gave him that name. I know you did. (laughs) That's why I had no comment. Uh. Off the top, right again. Who's the worst player in this matchup? Who is the worst player in this matchup? I mean, I just talked about how much I hate him, so I got to go David Johnson. Um, it's not that I hate him personally. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But the man looked like I w- would look if I was playing running back in the NFL. Like, he took, like, two steps and then, like, kind of, like, stood up straight because his back was hurting him. And he was just kind of, I mean, he was just so slow. He was not okay. And I think, like, if, if anyone is cares about David Johnson as a person, they should convince him to retire because he's going to get hurt. And I just don't think he's able to protect himself. I would say that man has a family and we should protect him. But if that man had a family, they wouldn't let him play. Yeah, like, that's my thought. If anyone loved him at all, they would convince him to retire because there's no way. What I saw in the second half of the year, is, I just uh, love. I just love how you stared down the the second running back on the Packers and said David Johnson. That's <laughs> the worst guy starting this week. Love that, Ben. <laughs> you ben know what? Draft a running back. <laughs> you're what? like, it you know what? Crossed my mind that, that Williams is there because the other one I was going to make fun of is Jordy Howie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we taking Ben this week? What's happening? <laughs> this is Dude, we probably might. not the week you wanted to catch him. No, dude. Alex made him better. He gave him James White, which is better than whatever whatever running back he was gonna have to start. Wasn't it like Stefan Vaughn, or did I just Vaughn? No, it was like Keyshawn Vaughn, something Keyshawn Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never heard of him. Ben Ben gets uh, old, trustworthy. Uh, Jamal Williams back. Who I mean, AJ Dillon looks like he can lift four cars, but that doesn't necessarily make him a good running back. And he's a rookie. So Jamal Williams is the one-two punch with Aaron Jones right now. Could definitely see some work and be all right. Then he has James White. Outside of that, like, he has good players. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely not going to win because of Jamal Williams, but uh, Pat Mahomes, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, it's more so he won't. I don't think he'll lose because of Jamal Williams. Oh, oh he could. He, he could. he could definitely lose because of Jamal Williams. I, more so than Alex could lose because of David Johnson and Jordy Howie? No, uh... Uh, here's what I'll say if you had to start one of those if you had to start two of those three players this week who would you start god don't do that to me I don't want to to start any of them put it out there put it out there don't be a coward uh, I mean I would have to sip a whiskey and and let it fly yeah let me let me let me let me take a big gulp of this one because this is gonna hurt go ahead and wet that whistle so it can really sing for him hmm all right. Now that I've now that I've Yeah, I'm gonna go Jordan Howard and uh Jordy Howie and Jamal Williams. Fuck David Johnson. I'm not I can't trust him. This man could just as easily go out there, get five carries for two yards, and then they're running Duke Johnson and someone else. Like they, I, I don't even know how many times they're gonna run the ball. Game script says they're gonna be down twenty one points by the end of the first quarter because Kansas City's gonna put up a ton of points. And uh oh by the way, um Ben has Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. So uh, yeah, I think I'm taking Ben to win week one. Which... I, I, don't, I don't even think it's a hot take. Like, I genuinely don't think it's a hot take. I, I'm going to take Ben as well. And I just have more question marks on the Dallas Goddard, Jordy Howie, and David Johnson than I do Jamal Williams. Because outside of that, I mean, Ben just has, ben has good players in good positions. His matchups aren't that bad. The defenses are kind of a wash. Yeah, his matchups are actually really good. I think that also helps. I mean, he's got Baltimore's defense, uh, which is a good defense. He's got Tyler Lockett against Atlanta, 
Uh, I talked about how bad the Jets are. John Brown, even as a number two, I mean, anybody can beat the Jets right now, and I don't even know. They haven't even seen him play a game, but I'm pretty sure they're terrible. Um, there's not a lot of bad matchups for Ben, whereas, like, Kenny Galladay's good, but the Bears' defense, you know, can be trouble. Um, I just told you David Johnson's going to be scripted out of that game. Uh, Jordan Howard against New England, like, that. do you feel good about that? Because I don't. No. Uh, even no. Keenan Allen, I think he could shred the Bengals, but I also think that they're going to be running the ball a lot because they're going to be up and it's going to be a blowout in that direction. So, yeah, I so mean, he does have New England's defense against Miami, but other than that, we're coming off just with the same pick again. We both went MG, and it looks like we are both going to go Ben. Uh, this is definitely God. how we drew this up, if I'm being honest. I, I think I've I think I've had more whiskey than I than I than I, I think I need to cut myself off here pretty soon because I just took Ben to win like week one. He's you're probably going to pick him once during the season. You might as well just do it on the first game. You might as well get it out of your system early. I, don't, I don't like get that it, just get it out now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next matchup that we have here is Team Earhart, Charlie Earhart. Uh, I trust Charlie will put in a real team name. The rosters do lock, but your team names don't. So I trust that he'll have something in there before. For a kickoff tomorrow versus Pitter Patter, Zach Brand. Uh, I can't remember if that was his team name last year. Oh, do, it totally together, was. But it's very, it's very Zach Brand. So. Yeah, I mean that that was his name last year, but honestly, just he could leave it, and I don't think anybody would even question it because you're right. It's just a another standard Zach Brand name. So yeah, standard Zach Brand name, uh, par for the course. Everybody loves to get a par. Same question. I think we'll just keep that the same way. Who's the worst player in this matchup? I think it's obvious. Mm, maybe, maybe. I I know who I would pick. Mm, the worst player in this matchup. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the guy who you would be most upset to be starting this week. Deontay Johnson for me would be the one that I would have some question marks on. I mentioned I don't believe in the Steelers' offense. Um, I don't know who the is. Cam Akers the starter? I think he is. I don't know. No, Malcolm Brown is technically listed as the starter. They're doing like a committee to start off over there. Well, so maybe it would be him, but because it's Malcolm Brown and then Daryl Henderson has like a hamstring. So I don't know how much he'll be playing. Okay. Uh, but then it's cam Akers, Who's the rookie who they spent a pick on. Um, but yeah. I mean, you, you know, me rookies who don't, it's not their offense. Rookies who aren't starters are immediately cut in Zach Spangler's world. Does uh, it is not, not in this year. I Just... don't know if you know this, there's no preseason. Dude, you don't need a preseason if you're a running back. Everyone you, knows how to run the ball. You need a preseason so you can climb the depth chart. Nope. They didn't even have just a regular offseason minus the preseason. You don't need any of that. Running backs, run the ball. I think I think pass blocking is a big thing, uh, especially ah. for, for – well, yeah, you're right. It's, fuck quarterbacks. Who the man. fuck needs to – yeah, who needs a pass block, they can dude? Fall over. You turn around and you run. If you got yeah. the ball, great. If you don't, it's play action. Even better. For me, it's Rob Gronkowski. That's it your worst? To, it has to be. It has to be. I thought about it. I'm not going to lie to you. And I certainly wouldn't double tight end him and George Kittle. I, I think there's so many weapons on that team. Apparently, O.J. Howard was having like a good camp and, and clicking well anyway. Are we, gonna, are we really going to talk about O.J. Howard right now? O.J. the Deuce Man? O.J. is always looking well in camp. When has he had a yeah. bad camp? The dude Probably is always hyped never. up like he's such an athlete. He's so great. I mean, I bet he's an athlete. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. Did you know what? I might want to look it up. I bet I bet he played a little college basketball. Dude, <laughs> strikes me as a strikes me as a college ball player. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if he did. But no, to me it's like you're out of your mind if you're putting a guy who basically retired because of, I don't know if it was concussions, injury. Uh, this guy lives and breathes football, so I don't know if he was, like, really burnt out. Maybe burnt out on the Patriots. But, like, he's just been off of football for a while. And to just all of a sudden come back with not a lot of offseason, uh, to jump into a new offense, yeah, he has the same quarterback, but that quarterback is also going through a new offense. It's not like Tom didn't run the Patriots' offense. He just ran the offense really well throwing out a tight end in a double flex league in week one that is that's my biggest issue super bold i i don't like playing one tight end i would never play two tight ends and i think that's pretty much what it comes down to if you don't have one of the elite ones 
the tight end position is a, is is a very tough landscape, and to play two of them, and you just hit on it like George Kittle's elite. Like that's a fine that's a fine play, but there would I would really need convinced to play Rob Gronkowski, and the fact that he's in the lineup is gross. Yeah, all things considered, though, I think it's a tough matchup for both of them. I think they're they're going to really be kind of going head to head here. Good quarterbacks, good running backs, uh, wide receivers that have their own individual question marks. I mean. Robinson, apparently Matt Nagy hates him because he's going to have Mr. Brisky keep throwing him the football. Portland Sutton is now not the best wide receiver on his team, although he is the wide receiver one. I would imagine Jerry Judy's a better wide receiver, but who knows how that's going to pan out. And then Odell needs a big bounce back here. Devonta Parker, I don't know what being the best wide receiver on the Dolphins gets you. Uh, Not (laughs) a lot of wins, that's for sure. Hey, they got five, man. That was pretty good. Oh, I think they overachieved last year. Proud oh, of did. them. Proud of them. Real proud. But they overachieved. They're out there gaming, um, man. I don't know. I I might honestly lean brand because although I hate Gronk, I still like I don't love Deontay Johnson, Cam Akers, TJ Hawkinson. I like that you're doing that because I'm going to lean Charlie because I are if I'm a J.K. Dobbins believer, then I think Mark Ingram is just going to be OK. Um I don't like Gronk there at all. I mean, that kind of disgusts me. I know I, I, I'm not a fan of the Steelers' offense, um, and I could be very wrong about that. But uh, if if Ben Roethlisberger is washed, I think as old quarterbacks go, uh, his deep ball is going to be gone. But Deontay Johnson, if I remember correctly, is a slot receiver, so he when may ben get was, Before Ben got hurt last year in his previous season, he threw for like 5,000 yards. Like, he supports wide receivers. And outside of Juju, I, it's, it's someone's job to win. I don't know. Ben's not going to throw for 5,000, probably. So I'm going to oh, go with oh, no. the I, fact I that he's he washed and he's going to check down to the slot more. And then uh, I'm a believer in rookie running backs, man. Mark it down. I'm taking Earhart. Team Earhart. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take uh, Zach. Also, I didn't tell you I was going to do this. I'm going to keep track this year. I don't know what we're necessarily going to play for. Ooh. Uh, let's let's call it a bottle of whiskey. That's uh, You know what? I love that. I love everything about that. Do you want to split? We'll split the season into two halves. We'll do first half of the regular season, second half of the regular season, a bottle per half. So if you're you're really tanking on the front half, maybe you can restart, save yourself on the back half. Sure. All right. So we'll, we'll bet two bottles of whiskey over the course of the season on our pick. So we really mean these, these are, this is, this is how, you know, it's good analysis. Absolutely. Uh, We will move on to, I mean, a matchup that's going to draw some eyes. It is uh, Luke Wagenspack, Ram Ranch, really rocks. I know he takes a lot of pride in his team name, so I would imagine that will change as well. Versus Donald Trump for champion 2020. It's a boy. It's a rough name from Dan. He's really leaning in on the hate. He wants it all, uh, but that kind of fits who he is anyways. So I guess that makes sense. A lot of people weren't a fan of Luke's draft. Um, I was maybe a little higher on it than other people. A lot of people weren't a fan of Dan's draft. I was one of those people. I didn't like it. When you're looking at these teams, we'll start off with the same question. Who would you be least excited to be starting right now? Uh, Kareem Hunt, probably. Um, I think I would say that too, only because all the other people, I believe, are, are starters in their They're veterans, they're starters. Yeah, they've, they've got opportunity. I think Kareem Hunt is the one that is the backup. He's going against a tough defense. Um, If Baltimore gets up, I mean, it could mean more PPR for Kareem, but uh, I don't think he's going to get there carry-wise. And I'll be with you. Yeah, I I, I totally agree that uh, neither of these drafts were my favorite. Um, I thought Miles Sanders was high. I guess you're you're kind of turning me. We've talked about this last night. I think we talked about it another time. Like I feel like I'm slowly – turning my opinion a little bit on the Miles Sanders pick at nine because I looked at it. I don't know. I, at first, I was like, man, I don't know who I would have taken. Then I looked, and there was probably one, maybe two running backs I would have taken instead. But, I mean, I don't know. It seemed high at the time, but if you wanted I, to go running back. People are worried about the running back or by committee or the workload that he might get. They, they have no doubts in the talent. And that's when, like, Last year, they definitely showed, like, they still had just as many running backs, kind of did the same formula. He got tons of touches, got plenty of touches. And especially if you're looking at the latter half of the season, which was his rookie season, he ended 
going upwards. And they've already said that, like, he's definitely their guy, yada, yada. If you had any qualms about him, I think the biggest thing is, like, he, leading up to this point, like, he's had a lingering hamstring injury. That, to me, is a a bigger red flag. Um, But from a talent and workload perspective, I like him. I And, like, we talked, we've talked about this pick a lot. Um, And I think it does all come down to, like, what tier is he in for you? And for me, he was in the same tier as Aaron Jones, kind of as Kenyon Drake, as Miles Sanders, as an Austin Eckler. I kind of view them all. I lumped them all in the same. Uh, all running backs with a lot of upside definitely thrive in pass catching situations. And you just hope that they're scoring touchdowns. And if they do, it's a, it's a great week. They did it. Um, yeah. So they, they are all they're all very similar to me which is why I kind of found myself defending Luke's draft a lot, which felt very weird. Yeah, you were. I don't know. Just because, like, I didn't, I didn't get the hate. But I don't, Dan, I don't want him off the hook Dan here. went Aaron Jones, Kareem Hunt, no other running backs for, like, a long-ass time. And I was like, what do you see in Kareem Hunt? Yeah, so I don't want Luke off the hook. He only has three running backs on his team. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a no-no. His third running back, Melvin Gordon, I'm not high on. Uh, he also drafted some receivers. I'll call Brandon Cooks. I think he's uh, due to get hurt. I mean, he's not going to make it 16 games. So, I mean, there were some players that he took that I'm not a fan of. Uh, so I don't want to leave him completely off the hook. I, I will say I'm I'm raising him in my head a little bit. I think we've talked about it. I, I originally I was like, uh, now I'm like, okay, you just you sold me on Miles Sanders and Kenyon Drake. You've sold me on that aspect of it. Still, still flaws though. Still not a strong draft. Meanwhile, yeah, Dan, I, Dan went with the. I'm going to take one running back, and he took the one that maybe even I heard you as a Packers fan say is due to regress to the average. So so he finished as the RB two last year on the back of 19 touchdowns. It's not going to happen. Now Dan didn't draft him as the RB two, but he did take him the first round, like as an RB twelve or something. I can't remember where Dan was towards the end of the draft. Was he the was he the 14th pick? or you were the 14th uh, pick. I was the 14th pick. He was two in front of me. No, three in front of me. So he took it at like 10 or okay. 11 or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, ahead of guys like a Kenyon Drake or an Austin Eckler or stuff like that. But I think they're all in the same tier. Um, but to me, you have to get another running back to pair him with. Like right. he's not, you didn't have like a top four pick where you get one running back and you can, you can, you have the luxury to kind of punt the position and do other stuff. Right. Dan technically has seven running backs on his roster, but outside of Aaron Jones, it is Kareem Hunt, Tevin Coleman, Tony Pollard, Jarek McKinnon, Frank Gore, and Corey Clement. My man is is throwing darts, but he doesn't know where the dartboard is. Yeah, he is just spraying. Hey, you spray and you pray. That's how I remember that. I hope I hope to God he has to play Frank Gore. I I would. Lit- just because Frank Gore is just such a staple to everything fantasy football and football in general. Yeah. But that man is always fantasy relevant. And, you know, at, at one point in, in my lifetime, I That's think I hated true. it. And now I can just sit back and appreciate the fact that he's still chugging along at, at what, the ripe old age of 75? Oh, I mean, I mean, I feel like I can remember a draft roughly like seven years ago where Fear ended up taking, taking Frank Gore because we all let him drop like, like to the to the like third round or something it was back when he was on san francisco right and because we thought oh he's washed and that was he's like washed. seven yeah years exactly ago. and that's what that's what i love about him that's the the novelty of frank gore here's why i don't like dan's team um ask him about his team and he'll not sell you on any of his picks how could he uh <laughs> i at one point in the draft i heard him say who is aj brown and now he drafted A.J. Brown on his team. And then I even asked him about that afterwards last night. And he said, um, yeah, I mean, he's 6'5", 220. And that was his answer for every single player he drafted. Like, he only wanted tall and athletic people. And he doesn't actually care if they're good at football, uh, I found yeah, out. I, so, I know that's true. He drafted Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins finishes the wide receiver 51 last year, which, one, that's not that good. It's an RB3. But he finished the RB51 on the back of a week one 42-point game. After that, he never eclipsed 10 yards. He played almost every game. He was just bad, and he is not a part of that offense. That is so, that's a, that's a, that football player, is, he's done. It's gone. Yeah. 
I, I also want to throw this out there, Zach. Uh, I'm 6'4", about 245. If I grow an inch and drop 25 pounds, do you think Dan would draft me? I, because no question. That was his logic for every single pick. The it moment he realized sense. A.J. Brown was big, drafted him. Co- Cooper Cup is, and we had to look it up, he's 6'2". He goes, oh, I thought he was little. Good. Six, yeah, he's like 6'5", 220. Like, that was, that was a joke at one point in the night, and I'm pretty sure – if I if I work really hard and I get lifts in my shoes, I could get drafted by Dan next year. So that's my new goal. Um, I, uh, I mean, it sucks. I wonder how the injuries are going to pan out for L here. I think Melvin will be fine, but Jasicki and Cooks, I'm a little more worried about. Especially uh, Cooks, Cooks is dead. Yeah, he plays tomorrow, so that's a little. If he gets one more concussion, he's literally a vegetable. Oh, he's hey, leading all of the NFL in concussions. He's, he's legally dead. Legally, like legally, How, well, they're going to have to talk I mean, about pulling the concussion. I know we made a lot of adjustments this year. How many points per concussion did we add? I don't think that was in there. <laughs> Are you positive? If there was, then he got a steal. But I'm pretty sure it's not in there. Also, no. I don't believe in Melvin Gordon being uh, particular. I don't know. I, That's, I don't think so he's... We, we've thrown around 1A, 1B a lot. That's like just a 1-1. I think that that's a split backfield, all things considered. It's a pick that I believe you made that I like. I think you took Lindsay because I just think just the way that they've always played running backs there, it's a split. And yeah. It's, but, it's but slight I also, hot hand, but it's slight not. Like, they're just going to split the carries. Right. And Melvin Gordon had a great year. I think it was two years ago. And then last year he held out. And the success, I don't know why running backs hold out because the success of running backs who hold out so far that I've seen immediately struggle like right when they get back or or even like the, like the next year like Le'Veon Bell and some of these guys like I get why they want to do it to they think they're preserving their body but I think they are losing aspects like, I don't know if they're training hard enough or they're staying you know in shape or, or game ready or whatever but anybody who holds out always seems to struggle pretty high and uh he did not look I like Austin Eckler looked like the better running back last year on that team yeah, yeah. um which I don't know. I mean, he's another year older. I don't know. Is is he is he going to bounce back? Because what I yeah. saw wasn't that great. All right. I think we've talked enough about these two despicable players. Although one is a podcast darling. I do shout out Luke. We'll we'll have you back here <laughs> soon. Buddy. Shout out Luke. Dan, if you if you can get enough liquid courage in it to come back, I mean, we'll take you. But that it seemed, I tell it you seemed what, last time scarred you. So that was fun. I don't care who you are. If you guys played the drinking game I suggested, that was fun for everyone that's a good, else. That's a good one. That's a good one. We'll we'll make sure to have Dan back in the heart of the season. Yeah. Um, but it sucks for Luke uh, that the roster's locked because I like Eric Ebron a lot. All the news coming out sounds really good. As opposed to Mike Jasicki, they just might as well just switch him. Um, and then you could always get a Larry Fitz or a Brandon Ayuk who has a ton of good news coming out uh, in for uh, – the human vegetable, Brandon cooks, Brandon cooks vegetables. Um, but when you're looking at these rosters, who, who are you going to pick? We got to make a call here. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'll be honest. I was going to take Luke. And then I started looking at the team. And I was like, uh, and then I looked at Dan. So I was like, what? uh, so that's kind of how I feel about both these teams, but I think I'm going to stick with my gut and I'm going to say Luke by a whisker. I worry I worry about the injuries catching up to Luke with your Miles Sanders having to replace Cooks. Melvin Gordon, any sign of injury and there's another guy there. That on that reason alone, I will go Dan because he's got a healthy roster. It's can't get any better than, than this for week one for him. Um but his matchups aren't hateful. Uh so I think we're gonna disagree. You're gonna go L and I will go I will go Dan. Dan, you might want to mark this occasion down. boy that is something that does not happen often usually my favorite game on this podcast is how can i convince myself to not take dan it's not very hard Uh, all right but we'll move into the next matchup guys really getting close to the start of the regular season because i'm about to read off two team names that are the same joe colvincenzo who is and also pete the cat looks like he changed his logo and then we have alex fear who is san franz disco Fort he Niners. I'm sure he will change it into something. He always brings some weird team names that I'm always uh, hyped and ready for. Uh, but looking at this matchup, 
Uh, both some teams that I definitely don't, I don't hate. Uh, got got some depth, got some interesting positions here. Who is the guy that you would not want to be starting? Um, Duke Johnson. I I was thinking the same thing because if you can't win a job over if David you can't Johnson, beat out over your the, brother. The, David the wash David Johnson then you are not a good football player yeah that it can't be good there was hype for Duke last year and boy did he not live up to it and now he's he's sitting behind someone who I don't feel is that good at football anymore it it can't go well um so yeah I think we're both in agreement there but does that how hard does that sway you in this overall matchup here See that's both, that's some good guys. They're both healthy up front. Hopefully, Mike Evans can play here for Joe. Uh, definitely, we got a barn burner here. I feel like definitely some solid squads, especially through through the top half of these rosters. Yeah, go ahead and uh, I'm gonna take fear. Um, I don't know if that's that hot, but I think the biggest fear that I have with Alex Fear's team um, is the longevity of the season uh, catching up to him in yeah. terms of like oh, Todd yeah. Gurley and his knee. Yeah. How long will it hold he is, up? He has the broken toys. AJ green. Has them. Yeah. Like Todd, Todd Gurley, AJ green alone is pretty scary. Right. Golden but Tate is an old guy to potentially have to rely on. But if you're taking him just in week one and they're supposed, they're going to be the healthiest they're ever going to be in week one. So yeah, if ever there's a time it's now. And I think for that reason, I'm going to take fear. I think I'm going to lean Joe in all honesty. Uh, I like Ronald Jones week one. Um, Mike Evans is the wide receiver. I prefer on that roster. I think his matchups all around are really good. Um, Minnesota's secondary kind of got a a decent sized overhaul. So I don't worry about that sort of stuff. And I don't know. I I like the upside. Uh, David Montgomery and his, and his groin who fucking knows there, but. Um, well, I don't know. That sucks for Joe. Roster's locked. He might get fucked there. Roster's locked. He might get fucked. I also, I looked at it, and you said his matchups. I, I look at it as, like, he's got a lot of players, like Tampa Bay, for example, he's got two players on that team. Um, how many touchdowns do you think they're going to score at New Orleans? Uh, they basically have to go to those oh, two players. That's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think Evans will score. I think Jones will at least put up good yardage. I wonder how how Bell Cowie Gurley is going to be, though. Um, how number one Amari Cooper is going to be. Plenty of talent on that squad. Plenty of places for the ball to go around. Um, I don't worry about Dallas necessarily scoring, um, but it all depends. I think Zeke will be good for one. Who knows if Cooper will score, though. But uh, no, I think we're going to go parity again here. Overall, like we don't have a lot of shit to talk about these teams, I feel like. These no, are I mean both two teams that I think are are pretty solid. Yeah, I think they're I think they're going to be respectable. I like I said, I think Alex Fear. Hopefully, he's got some depth um, because I think that's what he's going to need. But for now, it looks it looks good enough. Yeah. Um, we will we'll move on to the uh, penultimate matchup here. That is Ian Gallagher, the Mac Street Boys. Does he have Marlon Mack again? Oh my yeah, God. he does. He does. He literally might not change. You dirty <laughs> slut, Ian. Um, going against Dom, who is the jet black khaki slacks. Love it. I think he's just trying to trip me up. You dickhead. Love it. Uh, Love it even more. Starting from the top, who would you not want to be starting out of this matchup? Oh, I think I know. it. Oh, I, mean, I, know I, oh, I think I know. Um, Fucking... I don't know who you're looking at because i think based off your hatred for rookies i think <laughs> there's clearly a rookies in the lineup that... it's not it's not that it's not that He's i not think Tariq cohen is who i would not want to start oh i was gonna go robert andrewson you don't like old bobby anderson not on that squad i mean he him and curtis samuel don't they kind of fill the same role they're basically the same human and DJ Moore, who he is also playing. Who bowl, DJ Moore bowl, is. Bowl to double you know down how much on. I like DJ Moore over. Oh, he's playing two Carolina. He's calling the shot. Yeah. Can't, he's calling for Teddy Bridgewater to light up the Raiders. I yeah, love it. He's definitely going to pick up Teddy Bridgewater here soon. He has oh, to. Oh, man. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's it's terrifying. Um, Tariq Cohen, you don't believe? What if David Montgomery's hurt? Does that even change your opinion? 
I just I, I I've said this before. I think he's just a, a a gadget player in terms of like like if if Dave Montgomery goes down, are they really going to turn around and give the ball yeah. to Tariq Cohen twenty times? I, like, I'm assuming no. you're saying like regardless of injury, his touches in a game will never exceed like ten. Right, like he's he's going to be they'll, that guy who can do some other, things yeah. to help win a game, like punt return or whatever. But he's not. He's not a guy who's going to get stats. He's not a guy who's going to be no. relevant for fantasy very often. No. Um, when I look at Ian's team, kind of top to bottom, especially for week one, like pretty solid. Yeah. I Very think he had the best pick the guy in the draft. I, am, I, I know you do. With Marlon Mack. With Marlon Mack. Fucking that was a great pick. Jerking off to rookie running back Jonathan Taylor, but also Marlon Mack. Marlon no, like Mack. I, I told you, I don't have anything against Jonathan Taylor. Um, but Marlon Mack in the eighth round, I thought I got a good pick with Philip Lindsay in the seventh, but Marlon Mack in the eighth was just expertly done. Um, I I mean, I think he's, he's still a very important piece of that offense. I don't, I think by the end of the season, it won't be his job, but I think for the first couple games, it definitely will be. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor eats into Naeem Hines more than he does Marlon Mack. So. I, I agree with that. 100%. Not a lot of hate to spew Ian's way. Uh, he's really solid at a lot of positions. Um, his bench is something to be desired in, in a couple ways, but Ruggs is a rookie, stuff like that. I don't know. I think overall, like Ian, I would be very surprised if either of us take Dom since we both picked two different players for the guy we would least like to start on that roster. That's 100% accurate. Uh, I definitely want to go Ian. Um, I, I don't know, know what do Dom really I don't know but, if Dom did so little research that he forgot that the Carolina Panthers are the Carolina Panthers right now, because you right. should not be investing that many resources into that offense. Dude, Teddy Bridgewater, have some faith. Hey, uh, can we do something else while you keep track of our record? Can you keep track of ESPN's like projections record? Oh because yeah, I can go back through. I would love because I've looked at our picks and I would I think we almost exclusively picked the underdog to ESPN's points really? when we when we picked the same team. So I would love to know how accurate they are. Yeah, I can um, keep that up. I'll I'll just make an Excel spreadsheet now. I'll post that shit. It, it should be easy. That'd be fun. Oh, definitely. Um, but yeah, I I think we're both going with Ian here. It's nothing against uh well. It is against Dom because he's investing in the Carolina Panthers, which I think is a dumb decision. Dom is a darling of the podcast, and I'm I the hate darling. to go against him. Dom but... is the darling of the podcast, but I think we're both going to go with Ian. Uh, yeah. I don't think this day has ever come for Ian. I literally don't <laughs> think we have ever both picked Ian. I would uh, almost 100% agree unless it was against Dan at some point. Oh, that's true. Wow, boy, that's definitely true. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we'll both uh, we will both go in. Big day for you, my guy. Live it up. Uh, that brings us to the finale of week one. You might as well end the season after this week. You can crown a champion after this game. It yeah. is uh, co-host Josh Gillis with the Denver Nuggets dream team literally trying to speak his uh, basketball dreams into existence uh, versus the Nathan Peterman revenge tour. I got a lot of haters just like Nathan Peterman does. They don't think I can do it again. They don't think Nathan <laughs> Peterman can do it again. But we can, and we're going to show you this year. It's the yeah, uh, Shout out Alex Krause for calling you out on dropping Nathan Peterman while naming your team after Nathan Peterman. I, I don't think blessing. there's a more I fitting DM'd way him. to sum up Nathan Peterman's career. I DM'd career. him, and he gave me his blessing. I don't think there's a more fitting way to sum up his career than for his biggest fan to cut him before week one. I mean, that if is... If, if he's named a starter, I promise I will I will play him. I know you will. I know you will, even at the expense. You could have the best roster in, in fantasy, and you will go out of your way to tank it with Nathan Peterman. I know you will. I have but, to. But uh, to cut him like that was just... That's excellent. I know I know it was for Cole Beasley. I know he's your boy, but... Nobody, nobody thought Nathan could do it. He did it. How funny was it that last night I was talking to you and I said, Zach, how did you leave Cole Beasley on the waivers? And you said, oh, I'm picking him up. Like before you even knew, you asked me how I could do it. I'm like, don't worry. He's, he's coming home. Don't the prodigal worry. son is coming home. But is the, the moment, the people, 
have been waiting for, and they're going to get it week one. We talked about it at the top, and it's here right now. I'm, it's honestly probably the only reason people have stuck. All all six of you have stuck around in this podcast because it's the it six. Is, it is. I, I'm very <laughs> impressive. I know we've grown every year. You just bragging. You just you I just, just, just exaggerating a little bit. I'm just bragging. I'm just bragging. Yeah. But it's Josh for a sack. Denver Nuggets dream team. Nathan Peterman revenge tour. You heard why it's the Nathan Peterman revenge tour. Josh, the guy who are, you are least excited to start in this matchup, a little personal, but I know you're still going to say J.K. Dobbins, so why are you going to pick your own team player? So I was going to say, did you want me to say my player or your player? Because I don't know anyone on my player that I'm not excited to start, but your players? Oof. Um, where do I start? Let's see. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um, not a fan of the Jets, not a fan of what he did last year. Uh, I guess your narrative would have to be uh, three touchdowns is too low, so there's going to be some positive regression. But does there have to be if the team literally didn't get better? Um, I, they're just going to get healthy. What are you talking about? The Jets were what? The Jets, what do you mean Sam Darnold fucking kissed kids at prom and was out for like four weeks? And you don't think he, okay, COVID's going around. You don't think Sam Darnold's not going to catch COVID for any point? Like, oh, no, I dude. think Sam Darnold already caught COVID. He, <laughs> he might have started it, but either way, this dude is not going to be around, and you're going to have, I don't even know who the backup quarterback is. Probably Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Honestly, probably. Pro- probably Le'Veon not Bell. A fan, not a fan of him, uh, in all honesty. I just, I don't know, and... You look, I'm catching you week one. You've got a healthy Wolf Fuller. Uh, week five, that probably won't be the same. But for I'm right just, now, I'm just glad you admitted defeat live on air. That, there's no defeat. I, you have a chance because if, you're, if you, you have a healthy Wolf Fuller. If you need a good uh, group that kind of meets afterwards uh, for the traumatic uh, defeats at the hand of Wolf Warren? Fuller, Alex Crouch can can lead you to one. Weren't he you knows, talking he knows shit exactly on Julian Edelman? Uh. I was talking reality on Julian Edelman. So you were talking shit about your own player. Oh, I, they're, they're fair game. They know the well, expectations. I'm just saying, like, I, I just want to be clear. We're like, you were not chat. high on your own player. We're in a, and we, that was we, in the podcast at some point. Um, look, my and team's also a business. Austin Hooper, my team's dude. a business. We have a slack. Everybody's in there. We're very upfront with our expectations with one another. Julian Edelman will meet those expectations. They're not as high as they used to be in the past, although he was a wide receiver 10 last year. But he knows where he stands with me, and he knows that he can deliver. Well, I'm glad you and him talked that out. But also, dude, did you know Austin Hooper's not on the Falcons? He's on the Browns. I know the Browns paid him a dick ton of money. Right, but, like, he's on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'm down with that. Oh, oh, you're okay. Okay, just checking. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's several players I don't like on your team. I love my team, and that's about as objectively unbiased as I can be right now. So, uh, you know who doesn't love someone on your team? The Buffalo Bills don't, because they drafted a rookie running back very high in the draft because they weren't happy with what Devin Singletary was doing. I don't know if you were pumped at his his RB31 last year. If that was like, oh, that's my guy. Oh, but super that's, pumped. That's a little rough. J.K. Super Dobbins. Pumped. We all know that was the bust of the draft. Everyone said it. Everyone was saying it. You, everyone. I, you heard everyone I, say it. I pulled the people close to me. I pulled your family. Sure. Uh, Kirby even said, you can't let Josh know this. But sure. that was I, that was a disgraceful pick. Uh-huh. Sorry, Kirby. I couldn't help myself. Sure. Everybody sure. said it. Worst pick of the draft. Yeah. Um, and honestly, knowing how you are, you'll probably cave like a coward and start Philip Lindsay over him. There's now no way. Now you I will. Do. I will water. I will. Water you, you'll bet. take the cowards. Cowards way out. I will whiskey bet. I will bet whatever you want. J.K. Dobbins is staying in the lineup, and he is going to feast on the Cleveland Browns, and you are going to uh, not like it. Also, I'm glad that you looked at Carson Wentz and was like, "Well, I'll like him if his roster's healthy." And then you looked at the roster and said, "Justice hurt his last year." I didn't mean what I said initially. We'll go Carson Wentz. <laughs> hey, man. Well, you know what? You know what? Run it back. Give hey, me, man. Deshaun Jackson's healthy. So that, that gives me one receiver that isn't off the street. Also, little fun fact. We were talking last night. Dan was in the chat. 
a little fantasy football was happening. And he was talking about maybe picking up the Vikings. And I looked into it. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good pick. And it sounded like he was pretty wishy-washy. And I don't know if he attempted to pick him up. But I put a bid in for him for $1, and I got him. So I just really like to hope that Dan tried to pick him up, but that I just got him instead. Because uh, I, I really like what I'm seeing over there. And now that Von Miller's out, RIP Von Miller, that's actually really sad. Um, yeah. If if that important of a player is getting worse for you, it, it affects both sides of the ball. It just, it's, if they're not stopping the Titans, if they're going to have to get desperate, I like the Titans and how they're going to play. So for sure, I don't know. Uh, we always pick each other. Right. Um, but this but, is obviously the one week that, that we typically do not. Right. Um, I do think we'll have a good matchup. Obviously it's week one. Probably oh, I mean, it, it's our rosters be, will ever be, but this uh, is, this is, this is the, the, the champ. Like this is, this is top tier upper echelon. Like I think, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to overspeak, but I, I think we 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 both end up in the playoffs very high too. So like, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, I would obviously love to come up away with a victory, and I plan on coming away with a victory. But either way, I think we're set up for success. But yeah, I Look, think I, I like my team. I like my matchups uh, a lot better than than yours right now. Yeah, I obviously I'll take myself. Uh, I think Will Fuller alone is going to drop like 45, especially if Brandon Cooks vegetables doesn't play. Um, and if you want to listen to Josh's demise live, he'll be in discord tomorrow night, watching Thursday night football with me as well. I will. Uh, so if you just want to jump in, it's, it's the same link that we put in the group me. That's the, it's the same chat. We just oh, get in it all the convenient. time. You want to watch the nuggets tonight? Well, you didn't hear this in time because the podcast is coming out tomorrow on Thursday. <laughs> you want to watch the next nuggets game on Friday? Then you can get in and you can listen with us. Tune That's, in. Because we'll be that's, here. That's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but that was week one. That's your inaugural podcast. I think this is our third year doing it too. It's not going away. Nope. All six of you, I know you would riot. Year three of the Whiskey Dicks podcasts, we're back. Better than ever. Uh, I'm going to pick myself. Josh is going to pick his self. That'll round out our picks for week one. Just as a recap, Josh is going MG, Ben, Charlie, Luke, Alex, Fear, Ian, and himself. I'm going MG, Ben, then Brand, Dan, Joe, Ian, and myself. A lot of different picks. Someone will should probably have a clear uh, holding on first. But thank you guys for listening as always. We'll be back next week. See you next time. See you guys. Wait, is that a wild Allen? Power rankings, power rankings, power rankings. So we have a top three and a bottom three. I have the top three being Zach Brand, Alex Fear. For some reason, I really like uh, Dom Burt's team. I heard you guys talking about he really like relied on the Panthers, but I mean, he has Matt Stafford, who I think is great. Um, Joe Mixon was a good first round pick. Julio Jones, DJ Moore. I really like those players. Don't love Leonard Fournette. I do love Zach Ertz though. And then my bottom three is uh, Dan Hyder. I would have said all three of Dan Hyder if I could, but the second one is uh, Ryan Lachey. I really don't like his team. And I actually put Gallagher there because I liked his first three picks, but then I immediately hated it as soon as he took Raheem Mostert. Power rankings, power rankings, power rankings.